Well, let me just start by saying a very Merry Christmas. It's a genuine privilege to know that you've taken time out of your Christmas celebrations to watch this video. So I pray that what I share really blesses and encourages you today. You know, as I've been uh, reading and considering what to talk about, I've realized that there are certain parts of our Bibles that only seem to get read this time of the year. But actually these stories are not just for Christmas. The nativity is packed with faith building messages and miracles that we need to hear all year round. Matthew and Luke are the two gospel writers that describe the nativity story. And the word nativity, do you know what it means? It simply means this, birth story or the story of someone's birth. This year alone, there have been 140 million births in the world. 140 million birth stories. And every birth, of course, is precious and, and significant and a miracle in its, in its own right. And we all have our nativity. We all have a nativity. Experts estimate that there have been 100 billion nativities in human history. But so significant is this story that we call it the nativity. And this story, therefore, really is one in 100 billion. No more story gives us more awe or amazement. No more story should give us greater appreciation and we should we give our attention. And so we're gonna read uh, two announcements of this incredible, unique nativity, one to Joseph and the other to Mary. So Matthew 1, 18 says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but, before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Now let's look at Mary's story in Luke 1 verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. 
The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Two amazing encounters with lots of parallels. In both accounts, we see that Joseph and Mary were engaged. In both accounts, it's confirmed that Mary was indeed a virgin. Both accounts have uh, an angelic visit that's a surprise. They both probably take place in a home. After all, Joseph is asleep, he's having a dream, and Mary is in her hometown of Nazareth. Both of their godly characters are mentioned, that Joseph is a righteous man and, and Mary is a favored woman. They are both given the comforting words that we hear so often in scripture, don't be afraid. And then there are these amazing he will statements about the child. In Matthew, he will save people from their sins. And in Luke, he will reign over Israel. His kingdom will never end. And then not just he will, but he will be called statements. In Matthew, he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And in Luke, he will be called the son of the most high God. And then later on, he will be called the son of God. Loads of parallels and, and things that we can see in both stories. I'm sure there's things that I've missed, but the one parallel that I particularly want to pick up on and focus on today is this instruction. You are to name him Jesus. Both of these stories are full of names. And in both stories, five names are mentioned in, in parallel. Mary, Joseph, King David, the Holy Spirit, and then most of all, the name at the center of the story, the name at the center of history, you are to name him Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. Names are powerful and names can even influence how we see a person even before we meet them or get to know them. Previous experiences uh, with people can make or break a name for us, can't they? If the only riches that you'd ever met were impolite, arrogant, selfish and, and bullies, that would taint the name for you with all of the riches that you would meet. However, if the riches that you, you know are generally uh, polite and modest and kind and thoughtful, then you'd have a positive view of a new Richard before you'd even met him. You might even consider naming your baby Richard. You know, Sarah and I took great care in naming our children and for us, it was important how the name sounded, what it would be shortened to and how the initials would work. But above all, we actually wanted to know what the name meant because that was part of defining our children. And the naming of a child was taken even more seriously in, in ancient Jewish culture. A huge amount of weight uh, was placed on choosing the right name for a child. A Hebrew name was gonna become the, the definition of the individual. It would describe their personality and their character and even their future and their destiny. To them, a name was like the title of a book and that the title therefore describes their lives and their lives would be played out from cover to cover based on the name, based on the title. It would describe the potential within the person. It would set the scene for their life's mission and ultimate destination and so this was massively important and often names were taken from family members that were loved or from people held in high regard but particularly from heroes of faith from the Torah from the Old Testament. Well 
Joseph and Mary didn't have to decide on a name. They were given a name. You are to name him Yehoshua. You are to name him Joshua. You are to name him Jesus. That is the, the same name. Yehoshua is the Hebrew translation. Joshua, the English translation. Jesus, the Latin translation. And this name wasn't new to Mary and Joseph. They would have known the meaning of the name Yehoshua. After, after all, it was the title of one of the books that they would have read in the Torah. And so already the title of this little baby that was to come, his life had already been disclosed to them. And what did this title say? What did this title mean? Yehoshua, it means this, Yahweh is salvation. Or God says, as the angel adds to Joseph, for he will save people from their sins. They knew what this name meant and the bearing it would have on his life. That was the name given to this little baby, Yehoshua, Joshua, Jesus. This initially tiny gift of God that was to be cradled in their arms was and is the Messiah, the Savior, the Christ. He's the living embodiment of all that salvation means. And so Emmanuel, God with us, was announced to them. And as they heard this name, Yehoshua, or Joshua, or Jesus, what a name for Joseph and Mary. It was familiar and packed with meaning because it reminded them of two great Joshuas from the Bible, from the Old Testament, the Torah. Joshua, son of Nun, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak. Think about Joshua or Yehoshua or Jesus, the son of Nun, for a minute. He was faithful to his spiritual father, Moses, wasn't he? And he, he was sent by Moses, by his father, to lead God's people through the Jordan River and victoriously into the promised land. And now the fulfillment of Joshua, son of Nun, here he is, Jesus. Jesus, the son of the Most High, who is now faithful to his father, his heavenly father, who had sent him to lead us, God's people, not through the Jordan River, but through the waters of baptism, not into any promised land, but into eternal life and to lead us into that victoriously. That is what Jesus has done for us. Or Jesus, Yehoshua, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest that we read about, post-exile who helped to rebuild the temple, the house of God, and ministered and mediated for God's people there after they'd returned from exile in Babylon. Well, now the fulfillment had come, been fully seen in Yehoshua, Joshua, Jesus, the son of God, our great high priest who is building the temple the church, the house of God, and ministers and mediates for us even now in heaven as those who have been saved, not from exile in Babylon, but from the exile that we were in of sin. Jesus, the fulfillment. Jesus, the ultimate saviour. Yehoshua, Joshua, Jesus. And so this Christmas, let's give thanks that the Son of God became a man and so received a name. And as we remember the birth of Jesus, let's remember the significance and the power of his name and everything that his name means. That we can be thankful that we have been saved by calling on and believing in his name. That we can worship and declare that he has the name above all other names. And this Christmas, we can pray that others will bow now, today, at his name and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Have a wonderful Christmas, be really blessed. Thanks so much for watching.